0: Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. Hi, my name is Wendy Yates, and today I'm speaking with Leticia Gonzalez. Leticia has become a personal friend of mine, and I couldn't be more excited to share her story and introduce you to everything that she is doing and the incredible human she is. Laetitia is the co-founder and CEO of 109 World, a 501c3 public charity dedicated to changing the norm we are seeing of people's dissatisfaction, unhappiness, and unfulfillment with their lives. 109 does that by designing and hosting experiences that inspire personal and collective transformation, ensuring individuals have a new sense of purpose and connectedness with the lives and the world around them. Laetitia is also a contributor for Forbes Nonprofit Council, Thrive Global, and consults on community engagement, well-being, and social media for social good. Welcome, Leticia. Thank you so much for being here. I'd love to just get started with a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and where you're going.
1: Wendy, thank you so much for having me. Such a privilege to be invited to share a little bit of my story and my work uh, with your incredible platform. So deeply appreciate it. Um, Yeah, but uh, uh, my name is Leticia. I am originally from Brazil, Sao Paulo. I consider myself a Latin entrepreneur, a mindful executive, a lover for design and travel, um, and being of service and volunteering. And uh, seven years ago, I moved to the U.S., worked with an incredible foundation called the Hope Prize Foundation. And for all of you who haven't heard about it, they are the largest student competition for launching social businesses. They used to be an arm of the Clinton Foundation. And I was honored to be part of their team for three years. I learned so much. Um, I always say that if it was not uh, with my experience with them, I don't think I would ever have the courage to launch something of my own. So, but also with them uh, being immersed in that. A space of social entrepreneurs and people really dedicating their life 100% to solving some of our most pressing social environmental problems, I came to this realization that those people would burn out so fast, you know, they they would be when they would be being so generous and empathetic and creating such incredible impact in the communities they were serving, but when they will go back home they will be their own worst boss in a way and not really have a lot of empathy and patience for just the people closest to them. We always do that. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. We all do that. We all can relate. Um, but that was a big realization for me because I was like, Oh wow. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how impactful your business is, how many millions of lies, um, your product or service, is you know, improving. Um, if you go back home and you continue to be your own worst boss, if you continue to treat your surrounding with not a lot of patience and respect, um, you're taking one step forward and two steps back. And that was the, that ultimate realization is what led me to um, co-found uh, 109 World, which is the nonprofit that I've been um, running for this past five years now. And it's so interesting to see that for this past five years, how that conversation around burnt out and taking care of yourself while taking care of the world has become, I don't like the word trendy, but unfortunately that's a reality, you know, way more common. And and that there's a good side and a bad side of it, but the good side is there, that's not. A too foreign topic for people and people are starting to see the value and starting to want to invest more in that side in their personal lives and in their work lives in terms of how can we continue to create impact in the world but also be able to change our lives our personal lives our you know closest community Um, also be impactful, positively impactful to them as well. Yeah, so here I am (laughs) trying to, (laughs) to make things happen on that space together with millions of other incredible organizations and individuals like yourself, Wendy.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Of course, um, I feel so much gratitude to, to have found one Oh nine and to have met you. And I feel so aligned with everything that you say. I think I, um, I mean, I I was blown away the first time I met you at just how, how just authentic, I mean, there's a ton of authentic people, but you're just so authentic. And I said this to Savannah one Oh nine is in a, a league of its own in, in what it, Brings to the table in the world of social impact and impact travel, and you know, I, I personally don't care for the word volunteerism or any of that type of thing because it's it's a completely different. And my life was totally changed by the experience of 109, and I, um, as you know, will forever be a 109er and follower, <laughs> fellow traveler. Um, and I know you talked about, and so thank you for creating such a great platform and being so dedicated to. Um, enriching the lives of others. And I know you said in sort of the preview questions that you felt your life purpose was to empower and inspire people to benefit and contribute to the world in a meaningful way while having a good time doing so. And I love that because that's almost exactly the same as my mission statement. (laughs) It's a little different, but um, very similar. So I'd love to hear from your perspective, what drives you for that and how do you stay focused on that purpose when we have these ever-changing times and it's becoming, and was already kind of, you know, hard to collectively get people to have a mindset. And there's been so many challenges this year. You know, what are you using to stay focused on your purpose? And and why is staying focused on that so important?
1: Well, it's our honor to have you a part of our incredible community. I agree. We have built an incredible community this past five years. uh, And we wouldn't exist um, if it wasn't For people like you, Wendy, they are committed, you know, and value. what is impactful, what is sustainable, what will drive us to become the better version of ourselves. So thank you so much for believing and trusting in our mission. But yes, I'm very happy that we have similar missions. That's why probably we love each other so much. (laughs) Totally on the same page. Uh, But I think like you just mentioned, I mean, you kind of answered for me, uh, what keeps me motivated and hopeful in Always, you know, having this belief and and wanting to do everything I possibly can to keep my purpose alive is what we are seeing in the world. I mean, with the elections here in the U.S., uh, with the pandemic, we are seeing now more than ever how. The collective power of the individual can, can shift things from one day to the other, you know, for better and for worse. But like, what if we all came to the understanding that every single decision we make in the day from where you buy your coffee, your grocery to who you vote for, how much impact that creates in everybody's lives. And I feel that A lot of us kind of had an idea of why that's important, you know, why it's important for us to be more mindful, be more sustainable, use our voice, you know, to speak about speak up about things that matter, why it's important for us to vote. But we could never link the why to how. And I feel this year has challenged us to figure it out as soon as possible how. How do we become more sustainable? How do we become more impactful? How can we use our voice, right? And that inspires me to see that people now are coming to that understanding, to that realization. People are almost instantly seeing the results of their actions. And that what what keeps me going in terms of, yes, we all have so much responsibility that we carry with our own lives, with our own routines, with our own jobs. It doesn't matter which job you have. We all hold so much power within our day-to-day decisions. And seeing that unfortunately some pretty, you know, sad events like a pandemic um, shows us that, but also beautiful movements like the Black Lives Matter, Me Too, uh, how all of those movements also show us and empower us to, you know, to go and figure out, oh wow, how can I then exercise all of this power, you know, and 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 be closer to to being more active in, you know, in the society, in this world, I feel we've been being very passive Mm and saying they can solve this. This is their job. But at the end of the day, who are they? You know, they there's no day there's only us.
0: I wonder too um, with 109. I mean, I know, I think of it as a lifestyle, like not just you go on a trip and come back and yes, you, you hope to be changed. Um, But I think of it as a lifestyle or when I, when I, when I experience it, I see that it's a lifestyle for you um, and how you think and what you bring into the trips. What would you say is at the top priority? I mean, I'm sure there's many, but your, your, your biggest aspiration or inspiration for someone to take away from their first 109 experience, having never, if they've never been, or they don't know much about the, the company culture of what you're building.
1: I feel it would be, I will use an analogy. Let's suppose that you you see. I will give an example. I don't know if you've seen the, the newest um, Netflix docudrama, the social media dilemma. Yes, I have. So, seen it. The, so there are people that have seen it, and this could apply for you know a book, a report, and news, you know. But let's use that as an example. I know a lot of people that haven't seen it, and a lot of people that have seen it, and I am and you are watchers that have seen it because probably. We want to learn how can I protect myself better out there on, in the, on the online world or what are people that had created a lot of the social media platforms have to say is like you have the curiosity either because you are ready to implement the changes, you just want to become aware of it. So you go and you watch or you go and you read more and you research more. A 109 experience is the same. But in the personal level of there is and it could be as broad as there is something missing in my life or I don't feel complete or I feel I could do better in certain aspects or I would like to change the way I am traveling. And I want to understand what, you know, traveling with an organization that hosts volunteer with personal development and sustainability looks like you have this, this intentionality before coming to to an experience with us. So this curiosity, that's, this intentionality, I feel is what most people uh, gain from, from an experience with us, with being a part of our communities, say, realizing that there's so much out there that we go and search for, but we don't know why, or we don't even have an intention. And it's the same way, you come on a trip with us, is if you had an intention before that, we will probably deliver. It's hard for me to pinpoint exactly what, you know? Uh, I will not say you become, after an experience with us, you become more sustainable or you become more mindful, but we are that eye-opener of once you realize that you have a focus or an objective or an intention to engage in this activity, to take part in this retreat or in this conversation, most of the time, there will be a gift for you there. And if you don't, it's hard, you know, and that's why we see so it's hard to find or feel satisfied or feel like you gained something. And the proof of that is we see also so many people that do join our experiences, but they didn't have an intention why they're joining that experience. And then they are in this forever vicious cycle of, oh my God, I've been to all the retreats you can imagine. I read all the mindfulness books you can imagine. I am, you know, trying my best to be as sustainable as possible. And but I still don't feel, you know, I'm gaining in anything. I, I'm always like the expectations are never met from these experiences, and I feel that 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 will always be the case, you know, if you, if you don't have the intention. So all of this to say, and I don't know if I'm answering your question is that. I'm not saying 109 is like we're the only ones doing what we do in our space, but we are very honest with you when you join to, if you didn't have an intention, if you didn't have an objective of why you're there with us, we make sure you find one as soon as possible.
0: I have a couple more questions and then we'll kind of wrap up. But one, I think a lot of people don't really understand what nonprofit travel does and what they do, or they have a conceived notion of it. So What would you like to share to sort of change the mindset of someone who doesn't fully understand not only what 109 does, but a myth about being a social entrepreneur and how you spend your day and and what goes into the activity to create an experience or lifestyle brand?
1: So I would say that a common myth about nonprofits in 109 is a nonprofit, a public charity, um, is that we cannot be financially sustainable and cool. A lot of people, I cannot tell you how many times people will go to either our website and that will be fundraising, and they would be like, Oh, clearly you don't need help because look how cool your videos are, or your website is, or your social media accounts are. They have this idea that if you're actually creating impact around the world, you are in a very tough financial position, your website needs to be shit. I don't know if I can say that on the podcast. I'm sorry. And which is, it's not true. You know, I think that's time for us to see nonprofit organizations like organizations that can be trendy, that can communicate to a younger generation, and at the same time, create incredible impact in environments and communities that they serve. And that's the case of 109. We try to shift that a little bit because we saw that, again, going back to the collective power of the individual, like there is a massive, I don't know, I wanna say 90% of the world population, they don't understand that they are humanitarians, so that they can be philanthropists, you know? And we have labeled who can create change in the world and who cannot, you know? Oh, you need to be a donor. You need to be a philanthropist. You need to be an investor. You need to be a social entrepreneur. But no, again, with your day-to-day choices, you can create impact in the world, and especially in the way you travel, in the way you spend your vacation. So we saw that opportunity of like, what if we made giving back fun, impactful, and cool, you know, and bring those people to the nonprofit world. Because as of now, either, you know, you are engaged with an organization that you need to spend three months, which is incredible. And I love that type of work. I've done that. That's my biggest inspiration also to creating 109. But a lot of times when you see, you want to be a part of a, a nonprofit, you want to help an organization, you need to block three months of your time or a couple of years of your time to go and volunteer. Um, and, and honestly, that does generate a lot of impact and change. But there's so many different ways to give back and to be of service. And we developed this, this way of spending one week with us And we are at the same time that we are practicing mindfulness within different activities from meditation to journaling to yoga. We are also giving back to the local community we are visiting. And the way we do that is by partnering, as you know, Wendy, with grassroots organizations who already exist. We are not recreating the wheel. We are not coming with a massive American flag and sinking on their community in the middle of their community saying this is the right way. On the contrary, the entire process is, do you want your, our help? How can we be you know, most helpful uh, during the seven days? And these organizations choose what we're going to be doing there. Doesn't, that doesn't come from 109. Our job is to gather the participants who are willing to go through an experience like this and, um, and get our hands dirty, roll our sleeves, be with the community, and get whatever work they want us to get. Done, you know, during the time there. So yes, I'll, we always pay for other people's mistakes. Um, there is a massive skepticism around voluntarism. I don't like that word either. Um, but it's again, it's all down to researching and asking, you know, and and saying like, I want to see your past experiences. I want to talk to the past organizations you you visited. Um, And we should start doing that with a lot of nonprofits out there because I feel we're being hurt by, you know, nonprofits that do not take their donors' monies, you know, honestly, like honestly, or people that have organized trips with volunteer work that have actually harmed more than helped the communities and the environment they visited. Um, But it's our personal responsibility to educate ourselves and do the proper research um, so, yeah, so I would say the biggest myth is thinking that the real impactful nonprofits, credible nonprofits are the ones that are struggling or the ones that, you know, you have to be committed to be helping, uh, you know, a community for several years or several months. That's a way of helping. There are so many different ways. So it's just, you know, go and do your research. And if you see a nonprofit that you think it's cool, that a probably, it's doing nice work, but somebody said, Oh my God, but look at this. There's only seven days. What can you do to help just in seven days? Go and do the research, go and talk to the organization that this nonprofit is talking about, that they helped so much. You know, nothing is like, uh, like, like, um, blocking you from going and reaching out. So just be more active. Give nonprofits that look cool, uh, a chance. (laughs) Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think you're you're still right. It's kind of what I said before when I used to think that I couldn't really do enough good unless I got to a certain place. I had to wait. And then also I either had to dedicate so many months or so much time. And um, there was just a misconception until I did start to educate myself or until I, until I did just start to get involved. And then a a whole new outlook of that was exposed to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't learn that in my twenties. It took me to my thirties to, um, really understand that and, and spend the time. And I think to what you said about coming in and posting your American flag is also, I've talked to a lot of people about this recently, actually, um, we tend to think we know what other people need or want without even finding out first. And I think that has created sort of the bad taste in the mouth for some of these organizations that just want to look good. And there are a number of incredible like 109 and so many others doing amazing, true impactful work, but it's hard to separate it. So self-education is really the key to understanding that. As we close out our beautiful Saturday afternoon and conversation, I'm so grateful. Even though this is the platform, I don't get to see you in person and it's been so long. I'm looking forward to when we get to see each other again. I'd love to hear, you always have so much beautiful insight and you're just such an incredible woman. And I know, I don't just say that to praise you. I just really, in my heart, believe that so much. And so I hate to always sound like every time I see you, I love you so much, but I just I just, I just, just really actually do. I'd love any other final things you would love to share about anything really um, going on with you personally, one Oh nine, anything you'd love to share that you're doing um, a thought for the listeners, a thought for yourself, how you're feeling today. uh, Just something to close us out um, with more beautiful thoughts and authenticity that we've gotten so far (laughs) throughout this conversation.
1: Thank you so much, Wendy, all the, the love and admiration and, It's the same coming from my end towards you. So thank you so much. Um, Well, times we're leaving in, again, I will go back to the collective power of the individual has proven to show that we should care more how we spend our time, how we use our money in the little things. I'm not saying use our money to invest in an organization. If you're in that position, that's incredible. If you're not, is where you're buying from, your your book, you know, or your coffee or your favorite t-shirt or running shoes. Be more curious of what is the process for this item to, to be here? What is the process for this person lacked to be here? You know, you will see that come down to, to your daily decisions, to your lifestyle. And how amazing is that? We should not feel overwhelmed. We should feel privileged and humbled mm-hmm. and honored to have that, to be in that. And here I'm talking with who probably will be listening to this. And in our community, we are privileged people, you know, and um, if we are starting our own organization, if we are listening to a podcast like that, like this one, you know, Um, so feel excited, don't feel overwhelmed, feel hopeful, because it means that also there are, there is a, a big portion of that power in your hands and you can choose what to do with it. You know, and that goes to your surroundings, to the world, and it goes to yourself too. You know, you have the power to change your life. Yes, there is there are so many externalities that sometimes you can't control, but the majority of majority of it you can, you know, so choose to feel happy, to be happy, to feel fulfilled. If you're not feeling like that right now, stop and think, what can I do differently in the next hour or tomorrow morning to feel a little bit happier or a little bit more fulfilled, a little bit more inspired. And remember that that pause, that moment of decision, I, I can do something differently, you have at your fingertips 24-7. And we forget that because we get so much into back into our crazy busy lives that we forget that we have that power to change not only our surroundings, but our own lives.
0: Thank you for that. An incredible way to wrap up our conversation and a brilliant message. And I just thank you again so much for your time today. I know you're very busy and it means a lot to speak with you today and to have you participate in the design driven life. So thank you, Leticia.
1: Thank you so much, Wendy. Can't wait when we're going to be reunited somewhere in this beautiful world. And until then, wishing you the best. Same. Thank you so much.
0: You can find more about Leticia and 109 World at 109world.com. In the spirit of community and growth, check out their newest lifestyle section. You will not be disappointed. You will be able to find a compilation of free downloadable 109 guides designed to break down the tips, tools, and exercises that help you live a more mindful, sustainable, and fulfilling life. Make sure to also give them a follow at 109world and at Leticia Reyes for weekly inspiration and introspection. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Design Driven Life. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe for automatic delivery of new episodes. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.